for Wednesday, the 8th of September 2021. This is Twitter Games, episode 216. Well, again, it's been quite a while since the last installment. Um, partly due to the Anchor app still not working on my phone, I, I really need to get around to reinstalling it once again and see if I can get around this issue. Um, and partly because um, um, after the update, I think I mentioned last time, um, the uh, different trackers haven't been working all that well. So um, <clears throat> I've had uh, problems uh, um, bringing up my decks when I want to talk about them and uh, and uh, seeing my stats properly. But they seem to have uh, sorted out um, the issues. So uh, here we go. Um, so yeah, now just now uh, I was looking through my list and uh, of, of what I've been playing recently, and um, I think I mentioned last time I've I've kind of gotten back into playing more historic. Um, so I have my mainstays with my ArcLight Phoenix deck, um, which um, continues to do really well. I have a sixty-five percent win rate uh, with it. Um, it helped me get back into to diamond uh, yesterday um, in this current season and uh, we're quite a way off until at the end of the season so maybe i'll, I'll actually do another attempt at mythic uh, it's been a while since i was up in mythic so uh might might try to do that um i've been mixing up some i've also been playing a uh, another artifact deck um <clears throat> In historic um, now, especially with uh, the uh, uh, what is it called? The new historic horizons, I think. Um, the new jumpstart set. Um, there's a lot of uh, new cards in historic, and especially uh, there's a big uh, focus on on uh, uh, artifacts. So um, there's quite a lot of things to do in there, and I decided to once and for all make a completely colorless deck. Um, so this is my uh, artifact affinity deck, which um, uh, it's been doing fairly well. Um, I've only played it ranked a few times, so I have a sixty-seven percent win rate with a two-one uh, win-loss uh, ratio for this uh, season. So. Um, not all that much to go on there, but um, it's a lot of fun to play. Um, it's um, it's um, built around the idea of trying to to ramp into Ugin, uh, the the six mana Ugin and the eight mana Ugin, the ineffable ineffable and the spirit dragon, <clears throat> and the Ulamog. Uh, which I only have one copy of, but for some strange reason, it 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 seems it always pops up. Um, sometimes you're playing four of something and you just never draw it, and you wonder why am I never drawing this? And then you have things like this. I just have one Ulamog, and I keep I I keep drawing it all the time. <laughs> Somehow it feels like I have five of them in the deck. Um, but um, 
yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, really playing to the strengths of uh, playing colorless. Um, so being able to play a lot of lands that have special abilities that uh, uh, where it being colorless is um, for for another deck would be a drawback. Here it's a plus since I uh, I want to produce colorless mana to to be able to increase it with uh, Forsaken Monument, for instance. And of course, I only need colorless for all my colorless cards. So anyway, um, the uh, the deck is uh, pretty straightforward. I have uh, four Stone Cold Serpents, which are perfect um, fit at uh, any level. Uh, whenever you draw it, you'll, you'll be able to use your mana to to uh, full effect if you if you so want to. Um, for Mind Stones, uh, which are always good uh, to be able to boost <coughs> your mana. Uh, uh, your amount of mana, and you can also sacrifice it to draw for an extra card draw. Um, Foundry Inspector, of course, it's a 3-2 artifact creature construct uh, for 3, and it uh, brings down the cost, cost of artifact spells. Uh, by one. So that's really handy. So you really want to get that out on turn three, and then um, that will get you your Forsaken Monument on turn four for just four mana. Uh, followed by Ugin on turn five, and then you're off to the races. Um, I have a bunch of other cards in here. I put uh, uh, for copies of Power Stone Shard, which is a nice uh, artifact that uh, for three, it uh, you add one uh, colorless mana for each artifact you control named Power, Power Stone Shard. So uh, it increases its uh, mana output with every one you, you play. I don't know if I've actually ever played more than one. Maybe I played two, um, but the, the potential is there. Uh, also have four Hadron uh, Archive, which is a, uh, a jumpstart card. It's uh, a an artifact for four, and it taps for two colorless, and you can sacrifice it to draw two cards. So it's like a double power stone, or mind stone, I guess. Um, then I have a single copy of Karn the Great Creator. Um, this is a uh, Useful to to be able to to get those that one off that you need from your sideboard, uh, since it has the ability to minus it for two, and you can uh, choose an artifact card from uh, outside the game, <clears throat> uh, or in exile actually, uh, reveal that card and put it into your hand. So uh, it's good against exile effects as well. Um, so. Uh, I have a bunch of, of one-offs in the sideboards that uh, sideboard for different uses. I have one Tormod's Crypt uh, for some graveyard hate, uh, one Graph Digger's Cage to make sure uh, opponents can't play things from the graveyard, um, one Sorcerer's Spyglass to shut down whatever uh, big threat they have, um, uh, at least uh, activated abilities, so mainly uh, Planeswalkers. 
A one forsaken monument if I'm having issues uh, finding one. Um, two guardians of Coilos, Coilos, um, which is a four four artifact creature construct for five mana. <clears throat> And it reads, when Guardian of Coilus enters the battlefield, you may return another target historic permanent you control to its owner's hand. And an historic is an artifact legendary uh, or saga uh, card. So uh, the idea there is if you've gotten to the point where your artifacts are really cheap um, from your Ugin, perhaps, and the Forsaken Monument, and uh, and hopefully a couple of foundry inspectors then you can play the uh, guardian of colors cheap um, bounce your corn which you use to to retrieve it play the corn again uh, get another coilos and do the same thing again and then grab whatever else you want so you're getting a lot of value out of that uh, interaction uh, then to round it out, I have one God Pharaoh's statue, uh, just to to uh, slow down the opponent, get them off their curve. Um, and also, it does a little bit of damage to them. So, uh, if you don't know, it's a legendary artifact for six. It reads, spells your opponent co cast cost two more to cast. And at the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses one life. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So back to the main deck. Um, next up, uh, two Mystic Forge, a card I really like. I don't see this played all that much, but it's uh, really excellent in an all, all artifact, uh, or most mostly artifact anyway, all colorless deck. Um, this is an artifact for four. Uh, you may look at your top card anytime and talk card of your library anytime and you may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card so anything other than lands you can you can play it directly so once you've had the forge down the nugin maybe and uh, this then uh, you can start pumping out artifacts and uh, you can also pay one life to exile the top card of your library so you can get rid of any land that's there after you've played your first land and uh, hopefully ugin the ineffable can help you as well because you could uh, use its plus ability to exile the top card of your library uh, to make a 2-2 creature and uh, that will help you uh, shuffle through your cards as well um, then we have of course three forsaken monuments for Ugin and Neffable, for Ugin the spirit dragon, the Olamog I mentioned and then for my lands I have two Bonders Enclave Three Buried Ruin, which is a great colorless card, which lets you sacrifice it to return an artifact uh, from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, always useful. Uh, three Crawling Barons for those times when you are sitting there with all that mana uh, after you have your Forsaken Monument in play. And uh, if you don't have all that much to do with it, you can always just pump your creature and uh, go to town on your opponent. Usually uh, this becomes a, a win con. Uh, three Cryptic Caves, which you can sacrifice if you have five more lands to draw a card. I um, I don't think I've ever used this uh, in this deck. I used to use it a lot in my sack decks uh, back in the day. Um, but um, 
here I'm just so busy <laughs> doing other things I don't uh, ever really need to use it and usually don't want to lose that the mana uh, but it's nice to have the option I have two ghost quarter which uh, I also haven't used but um, you can tap it for one colorless or you can sacrifice it to destroy a target land its controller may search its his or her library for a basic land put it onto the battlefield then shuffle his or her library so it's kind of like a field of ruin but it uh, doesn't cost any additional mana and uh, the drawback is of course you don't get to search for a land but since i'm not playing any basics anyway um there's no point so this is a better fit uh, for my deck so this is good against uh, the creature creature lands basically uh one inventor's fair which i is does come in handy quite often um it's a legendary land uh, that you can tap for colorless and it reads at the beginning of your upkeep if you control three or more artifacts you gain one life so that happens quite often uh, then also for four mana you can sacrifice it and search your library for an artifact card reveal it and put it into your hand then shuffle, shuffle li your library activate this ability only if you control three or more artifacts this i haven't used all that often and when i have it's been more just because i have nothing else to do uh, so i just grab some random artifact that you don't really need um this almost never occurs unless you already have your forsaken monument in play and uh, very seldom there's anything else i want to grab that i don't already have probably perhaps the mystic forge would be useful uh or the nettlesis I, I actually forgot to mention i have one copy of nettlesis which is a um an artifact equipment for three uh, it's a living weapon, which means that when you cast it, you create a zero-zero black uh, Phyrexian uh, germ creature that you attach it to. And it gives the attached uh, creature plus one, plus one for each artifact or and or enchantment you control. So it's like um, uh, all that glimmers, basically. But uh, it's an, an, uh, uh, an equipment that you can move around, so that's really handy and you can equip it for two so this tends to be a pretty powerful or big creature fairly uh quickly uh, with all the artifacts that i have um so back to the lands uh two corns bastion um always good to be able to proliferate uh two labyrinth of sophos if you need to stave off any attacks um Three Radiant Fountains to get some extra la um, life boost. And three uh, Salifir's Void, which um, I really like. I, it's especially good to have on the on your um, opening hand, since you get to scry one when you play it. Um, really handy uh, little extra effect. And it's nice to have a scry land that doesn't come in tapped. So... <laughs> um so this deck uh, uh like i said lots of fun to play um it's uh, my kind of def deck i really like ugin decks and uh, artifact decks with forsaken monument uh kind of my uh comfort food kind of deck <laughs> i guess um <clears throat> so Another deck that um, I've been messing around with, um, 
I haven't played it uh, all that much recently, but um, I was uh, quite surprised to see um, how how well I've been doing with it. Um, it has a six seventy one percent win rate, so uh, twelve wins to five losses, and that's seventy four percent on play and sixty eight on draw. So really good stats there um and this was um uh, yeah i was really surprised uh, that it i was doing so well with it um uh i didn't think so um this is kind of a, a variant on my old uh, favorite uh, an old favorite which was my um, um backflash with a dash deck which i've talked about before um, so this is another deck with my some old favorites that I've gone to back to another in historic, um, uh, mainly Mayhem Devil, Cauldron's Familiar, and uh, Witch's Oven, and also Blood Aspirant is in this deck, and uh, other decks uh, cards that I left from from that deck is because I actually took that deck and made uh, turned it into this one. Uh, left two copies of Raska Golgari Queen and uh, two Kovold Fey Cursed King. But other than that, I think, uh, and actually Chandra Acolyte of Flame, I have two of those in here as well. But besides that, I have uh, switched out um, the the Yoink and the Sack cards. Um, at least the Yoink cards. <laughs> um, no, but um, I, I've I replaced those with some uh, the, the the treasure mainstays from <clears throat> uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. So since treasure is also something you sacrifice and uh, mana is something you always need, especially in this type of deck, um, and you can't always rely on having the perfect uh, gain control of a, a target creature card. Um, this this leave it all that so instead i have uh, three shambling ghasts um three deadly disputes one K K uh Kalein, uh reclusive painter uh three sculpt merchants and um also have a couple of loths in here to which is always boosted by um all the creatures dying <laughs> that you'll have and a couple of Gadrak as well, which is uh, the same there. Um, though it isn't boosted by um, your token creatures dying, but uh, all the same, um, you'll get boosts from your your cold and familiar dying and your uh, shambling ghasts and so forth. So, um, so this creates a really nice uh, synergy and uh, and uh, uh, combo effect, uh, of course. Uh, cauldron familiar in the oven we know of uh, especially with uh, mayhem devil and blood aspirant you boost your aspirant uh, to really big creature and uh, the mayhem devil be doing little one shot damages everywhere and of course the cauldron familiar is also um, a great uh, jump blocker and um, doing little little bit of damage and giving you a little bit of life so uh, that can go a long way, but um, <clears throat> but now we have Shambling Ghast, which um, when it dies, you can get some extra um, 
boost um, in the form of treasure, um, which you then sacrifice and trigger all those abilities as well, the, the Aspirant and the uh, Mayhem Devil. Uh, of course, this will will uh, trigger uh, Gadrak to create more treasures uh, if you sacrifice Shaman Gast on your turn. Um, the Deadly Dispute is a, an a alternative to the Village Rites, which will give you some extra uh, ex uh, some some treasure as well, even though it's more expensive. But um, uh, that creates yet another sacrifice uh, a trigger. And um, yeah, all this, um, of course, all the extra treasure helps you cast things early, but it also provides um, things that you can sack uh, to Kovold when you get that card into play. And uh, whenever you're sacrificing to something Kovold, you're drawing, and uh, of course, treasure is always useful to have um, for those extra card draws. So. Um, moving into historic, of course, gives us a much wider or, or a larger uh, mana base to choose from. I, I have one hive of the Eye Tyrant in here just to have some kind of creature land that uh, is always useful. Um, I have one Ifnir Dread Lands, which uh, it taps for colorless, or you can pay one life to get a black. Uh, it's a desert. And you can also pay two and two black to sacrifice the desert. A desert, doesn't have to be this one. Um, or actually can't be this one, I think. Um, or maybe it can. Anyway, uh, and you put two minus one minus one counters on target creature and opponent controls. Activate the ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. So it's a nice little extra way of... Uh, getting rid of some pesky creature or uh, um, well that's <laughs> mainly what it is um, I have one memorial to folly another um, land that you can sacrifice it comes in tapped unfortunately you can tap it for one black but then you can pay uh, or you can pay two and a black, sacrifice Memorial of Folly, and return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Great way to get back your um, your Kovold, for instance, if you uh, get, if it died too early, which is might uh, likely to do, or uh, your Mayhem Devil, or whatever else. And of course it's a sacrifice ability in its own, so that's a nice little trigger as well. Uh, one Castle Embreath, since I'm producing uh, uh, a fair amount of um, uh, token creatures with uh, Chandra, Acolyte of Flame, and Loth. Uh, of course, Loth and uh, Acolyte of Flame work great together since you're sacrificing two elementals each turn. That will boost up your Loth. And um, all these creatures are a good father for... Father for uh, Corvold as well, uh, or Vraska as well. Um, I have one mountain, one forest, uh, four blood crypt, three overgrowth tomb, one stopping ground, four fabled passage, and four temple of the dragon queen. So um, the temple is uh, pretty good since we have a we don't have very many dragons, but we do have four uh, in here. So. Um, 
it, it it's not imp impossible to get those uh, coming in untapped and uh, and it's also nice to be able to to smooth out your mana if um, in any case um, so that's really handy uh, but yeah, really good uh, stats on this. I might uh, have to go back and play this some more. It seems uh, uh, been doing better than I I thought in this um, with this deck. So so um, yeah, should go back and uh, um, give it a whirl.